Hello, welcome to Moms Changing the World. This is your host, Akua Walker, Child Development Nurse Practitioner and CEO, Chief Encouragement Officer, introducing the new podcast, which is the place for moms to find encouragement, hope, and inspiration, where we're supporting moms in the trenches of motherhood. You will receive practical tips and strategies to address the developmental needs of your children with a positive parenting perspective in mind. Here at Moms Changing the World, we are moms on the journey of changing the world, one child at a time, one day at a time. Hello and welcome to Moms Changing the World. This is your host, Akua Walker, Child Development Nurse Practitioner, CEO, your Chief Encouragement Officer, and Parent Coach, helping parents to bring Be Calm to their parenting using my Be Calm system. I'm so excited to have this episode that we get to record because if you've been around here for any length of time, you know that I am a super fan of the NBC hit show, This Is Us. And if you're watching or listening in real time, then you'll know that the six seasons of the show has just concluded. And those of us who are fans are are in our feelings because this show just touches on so many incredible themes of family and motherhood and how your childhood experiences impact who you become to be as an adult. And so I'm super excited to be able to bring this episode with one of the people who was actually got to be a part of the show. So Tanner Long was able to be the young Jack version. He plays the teen version of Jack, who we know grows up to be a music star. And so I'm super excited to have Tanner Long joining us along with his mother, Julie Long, who you'll probably recognize from previous This Is Us uh, recap episodes and bonuses that we've done here at Moms Changing the World. Welcome, Tanner and Julie. Hi, thank you for having us. (laughs) Sure. So glad to have you. And I'm also really excited to have a new person join us. Kwana is the host of Her Real Review, which is one of the This Is Us YouTube recap shows that I more recently discovered. And I've loved her analysis of the episodes and the characters. And so I was super excited when she reached back to me and was able to join us today. So she'll be joining us with questions as well. Welcome, Kwana. Thank you for having me. Sure thing. Sure thing. Hi, Tanner. Hi. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Hi, Mom. Hi, Kwana. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit, Kwana, about yourself and kind of what brought you to you know want to host a show about This Is Us? Sure. I am a mom and a teacher been teaching for 16 years and been a mom for eight years. (laughs) And I actually came to This Is Us. I think like everyone, I saw those trailers that kind of went viral that just kind of advertised this new show that was going to explore, you know, our common humanity. I was a really big fan of Sterling K. Brown from Army Wives around that same time. So um, I followed him onto the show and I started doing YouTube about three years ago. I teach a film and literature course and film has been a passion of mine for quite some time. And so it was a way for me to kind of get out all of my feelings around television and film 
when I didn't have people to talk about, especially shows like This Is Us, I could come on YouTube and, you know, recap and be emotional with all of the other fans out there. So, yeah. Very cool. That is so awesome. great. Yes. And I think you can, I can tell from listening to you how you bring that, that background in, in you know, literature and, and film to, uh, to the analysis. So I really appreciate that. Thanks. Sure. Great. So then why don't we jump right in, Tanner, to, you know, finding out a little bit more about, you know, what it was like. So I should also say that there will be spoilers for the entire, you know, run of this show. (laughs) So if you haven't watched the entirety of, you know, This Is Us, we'll be talking about anything and everything related to the show. So if you haven't watched it, feel free to save it, download this episode and come back when you're ready. And if you don't mind spoilers or you don't even know what the show is about, I think it's still a great way to to learn some some really cool lessons as we go. So <laughs> wanted just to put that out there before we move forward. But Deanna, yeah, why don't you tell us, you know, what it was like to be a part of the final two episodes? Well, uh, let's start with the season six, 17. So okay. 17 was a very, very great episode. It took at least probably two weeks to film. And then the last episode took like a day and a half. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, but it was a very fun experience. I met some really cool people. Um, I met all the like all the celebrities. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Many more. Chrissy Metz, Milo, Sterling K. Brown, Kev, uh, Justin Hartley. And then the adult version of your character. And the adult too, ger- right? Yes, the adult version of my character. He actually posted it. A video, Blake Stadnick. We posted a video of <clears throat> me and Blake Stadnick singing uh, "Memorized" on oh, Instagram. Oh, that's incredible! Thanks, I'm going to look that up as soon as we're done. Yeah, <laughs> that is incredible. Yes. And so, what you know, what was it like? As I imagine, as the show is wrapping up, there's kind of a lot going on just for the filming, and then, like you said, meeting everybody. What was it like to be there as this you know incredible show was was coming to a close? It was really great. I was, I'm very happy. I was be, uh, be, be able to be a part of this, um, these last two episodes. Cause I, I went down there a couple of years ago for season four, episode 15. Uh, and I was in, in a keyboard garage band scene. Uh, mm. but I was in, I was supposed to be in a thing five episodes ago before four fifteen, four ten. Uh, they cut that one cause they said it was too far ahead in the, um, timeline the timeline yes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah got it got um it. but in this this it was it's very um interesting and fun uh directors really nice they're all all in all really nice people over there it was really fun that's amazing yes yeah. and then and fun fact you know you're aware of this but uh Quana doesn't know that I happened to overlap at school um with Stan- at Stanford with Sterling K Brown and so you yeah. know, we overlapped in you know a, a few different you know places and so it's it's so uh-huh. I think that's another reason why I just feel so connected to the show and to Randall oh, yeah. and Beth sure. and those characters I can just so relate to so much of what they they brought to it yeah yeah so then Tanner what was it like to watch these episodes you know seeing Watching these episodes, well, first of all, back to what what you said about Sterling K. Brown, he is one of the nicest people I've ever met. <laughs> everyone, they were like, "All right, you guys, break everyone." So they all break, and I was there, like with Sterling, and he's all Tanner. They left you all behind, man. Come on, I got you. <laughs> I was like, "All right, all right, let's go." That is awesome. He came to my rescue. Watching out for you. 
Yeah. Yeah. But uh, like you said, watching these two episodes, it was very, it was a, uh, it was a very interesting episode. The first one, the train ride, I think that was a very good scene uh, of the train. And uh, I think it was like, kind of, she didn't want to die until Chrissy got there, you know? And I think it was just a very surreal scene. Yeah. 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 I I loved that that train episode, and you know I'll ask mom too, Julie. You know what was it like for you to be there and watch all of this unfold? Okay, well, so we were in a stage right. We're at the Paramount Studios, and we um, we're in a stage right adjacent to where they built a real train on the set. So they built oh, wow. um, and then used a green screen. So it's pretty cool. They like built a real train and that's the one that Mandy was in. And they, so they had a bunch of people shooting all the younger versions and older versions were shooting on that stage. And then next door we were shooting the other scenes for like the nighttime right. and stuff. And when right. Tanner and the kids were playing Foursquare and when they were. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really neat was that they had all the characters basically there shooting the last two episodes so like there was like everybody yeah. from all yeah. of the ages and so it was like super crowded and hectic and they had <laughs> most craziest like shooting schedules for everybody and you know it was, it was so well done I mean there's so much work that goes into this that you have no idea and would never think about unless you worked in television or film and and you really understood the behind the scenes part of it all because I, I, I'm totally oblivious to it, but (laughs) there's just so, and then with COVID, so there's so much, like we would test every day or three days a week. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, you got to make sure that everyone's like negative and, and they were so strict. And so, you know, they had it down to such a great, like just a healthy, yeah, science (laughs) where like they really, they took COVID and they rolled with it and they were able to just like, you know, move on and shoot this great, you know, last couple of seasons, but I think, um, there's such pros too when they do this and they go on the set, that rate the cast, the core cast, like they just go in and like, they like are their characters so much that it's just like, they don't even really have to rehearse, you know, they do a tiny, yeah. tiny little rehearsal for five minutes and then they go boom, right into shooting Jump right in. with everyone. So yeah. it's like, it's so, it's just, they have such a good chemistry and they're so good at what they do. It was just, and a lot of it's improv too. Some of it's just yeah. improv and it's like the background <clears throat> chit chat of like the different rooms and stuff. And they, you know, they only have like maybe one conversation, but everyone else is chit chatting or there's music playing and, and they just do such a good job. Like I have no idea how they do it. But <laughs> <laughs> they do. Yeah. I mean, they have embodied, you know, these characters for six years. And so it doesn't surprise me at all that they were, you know, able to just move so kind of effortlessly, you know, in and out of their characters. Oh, and Andy Moore far- is so amazing. She yeah. is so oh sweet. She's one of the sweetest people I've ever met. But she's just such a great, I hope she gets an Emmy. I really do. Yes, yes. I think we're all cheering for that because it, it truly was incredible. And like you said, you know, usually these characters are, or the actors are separate, you know, they don't necessarily overlap in real time or in, yep. you know, in what we're seeing um, when they film. So I bet that was really special, like you said, for everybody to get to be around to film. Exactly. And like, um, mm-hmm. there was some, like, just some of the actors and actresses, like, just like, I, like Susan Kalichi Watson is so pretty in person that like, even her like makeup to like age her was like flawless. I'm like, you're so pretty, <laughs> even like 40 <laughs> years from the future. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I mean, she's just gorgeous. And then, yeah, all the young, like, 
um, or the adult like Tess and yeah, Tess, Deja, and uh, Annie. Annie, they're they're really sweet people. Yeah, we hung out with them too, and their names are Ayana. Yeah, uh, no, Ayana, Iantha, and Latrice. Yeah, yeah, they're they're great. They were really they're sweet. Very nice. oh, how sweet is that to have been able to be, you know, right there with them, getting to know them, and uh, and then be on, you know, on stage or you know, recording with them. I, I love that. Yeah, uh, Quana, was there a question that you wanted to join in at this time to ask? Yeah, so um, I think we kind of talked a lot about this, but. Um, which characters other than maybe your own Tanner, do you relate to the most, especially maybe some of like the younger storylines? Hmm. I, I don't know. I, I asked, I don't know. Yeah. It's, you really it's a lot. lot. I related, honest to God, I related to Blake the most. Sure. Sure. Like yeah. all the character. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we both yeah. love playing music. I, I and played. Yeah, I played. You're blind in real life. I played. I, I am actually that. blind in real life. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do such a great job with casting you all. I think with like, oh yeah, all of sure. the different versions <laughs> of characters. Everyone was just so spot on that. Um, I'm sure that there was like a ton of chemistry between you and Blake because, you know, yeah. you guys are playing so the much. same character. There was, but, I mean, there were so many similarities between us. We love playing music. Uh, I'm a, I am I actually play drums, uh, keyboard, and bass, and I also sing a little bit. That's awesome. That is so yeah. impressive. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of, you know, leads me to take us to the beginning of, you know, how you came to be cast in the role. You know, what uh, was the audition so like for I you? How I came to be cast. Uh, one of my teachers, actually, we got an email. I go to California School for the Blind, and we got an email. And what they said, we're looking for a blonde-haired, blue-eyed, blind person who's blind boy between between ten and twelve. And my teacher, my O and M teacher, uh, she actually picked me, and she sent in a picture of me. And I went down to, or went to Sacramento, a couple of days later to uh, Tiffany Little Canfield's house, uh, one of the. Uh, casting agents or something mm-hmm. casting yeah cast agents and she um she took an audition of me we did a couple auditions and then I drove home and then like a half hour later after we got home she Phoebe stop she <laughs> Is uh, the dog trying to get on the show too yeah <laughs> uh but she uh actually 10 minutes, like 20 minutes after I got home, she sent in an email saying I got the part. And that Tuesday, that next Tuesday, we drove down, we flew down there and, uh, yeah. And then I shot my first episode, but the scene got cut. And then a couple months later, we went down there again and the scene actually aired. It was really nice. It's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, was that the oh. clouds episode? The what? The um, clouds episode. So I think is that the episode where Kevin and uh, Rebecca do their road trip together? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Four fifteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's it's beautiful, and I loved how then in the uh, you know the the last scene you got to say Joni Mitchell because that's the yeah, house so that they Joni were going Mitchell. to, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So a nice full circle for you there. They're like, we broke into Joni Mitchell's house. I'm like, oh, okay. 
<laughs> super, super fun. Good, good. I was like, you're and, lucky she's dead or she'd have your bodyguards like charging <laughs> you. And then, you know, what were some of your first impressions, you know, of, of being, you know, kind of a part of it back then? I don't know, I don't know if their, their first impressions were similar to what you, you know, feel now in the end or if you had some different first impressions. It was a, my first impressions are just, it's really fun meeting the people and just seeing new things and places and meeting new friends and stuff. I like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. So I'm, um, you know, excited to hear what, you know, maybe what behind the scenes, you know, memories or moments you're going to remember the most, or you're going to kind of take, take the most with you. Oh, all right. Well, I remember this one part. Uh, Philip, uh, Chris, Chris Creer, he actually, he had a fake mustache on and yes. uh, <laughs> Kate's uh, future husband, right. my stepdad. And he's, I said, how's the fake mustache feel? He's like, feels like I've got to let a rat on my lip. And I call him, I call him itchy Keith. <laughs> I'm very excited to take itchy Keith off and put, not put him back on again. <laughs> that is hilarious <laughs> and everything's better with that accent right which you, you capture pretty well it's a, <laughs> That's a really good accent <laughs> he, loves, he loves a good british accent and the hair lady who was uh just cutting my hair she's all like i'm gonna take a safe blade here and i'm just gonna trim the little whiskers on your neck <laughs> every time I do this, every time I do this, my brother he always ends up on the floor because it tickles him. And I say, "Don't stop acting silly. Got get up and do this, mate." How fun! And that does, you know, bring up all of the, you know, the makeup, the hair and makeup on this show. Uh, that yeah, they do my makeup, to age everybody. That took like probably ten minutes, all in all. For him, he's yeah. lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they didn't have to age you up. Set calls were like four in the morning. I know, and she ended at like ten. Oh, yeah, yeah. Brutal. Yeah. So I think I heard Mindy Moore say something like, you know, two to three hours for some of her makeup in the beginning. It, it got a little faster, you know, as they perfected it, got it down to a science, uh-huh. but that's pretty, yeah, pretty incredible. Yeah. During the funeral scene, actually, she was like, um, she wasn't there and we were in the middle of shooting it and the director, she's all, he's all guys, I think you made a mistake. She is alive. And then he walked, she walked through the door. <laughs> yeah, she came to the last day. She's all like, oh. she's alive. <laughs> Resurrected. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So it sounds like you guys would make sure to have fun there. Cause you, cause you know, a lot of the, the themes and what's yeah. happening, right. Is really celebrating yeah. the life of someone and, and oh, going yeah. through grief. Sure. And so it sounds like they found ways to, to lighten, lighten things up from time to time. Yeah, it was yeah. supposed to be like a hundred years um, of like the life of Jack um, Pearson. So like it was a hundred years from when he was born to when man oh. died. So kind of interesting. Okay. Who's the first Dan, person you actually, said? That was Dan Fogelman's Fogel, um, mom who had Alzheimer's back in oh. 2009 or eight. This was his story telling about kind of just you know Go. The, his story about her and stuff Go. and just how families like just evolve and move on and deal with it and stuff so wow wow yes I did read an article I believe about how um yeah this is us in many ways and Rebecca's character in many ways is a tribute to Dan Fogelman's own mother 
And yeah. so it, it is, it, and you can, I think you can tell because there's so much love that like pours off of the pages, pours out of the words. The there's so much honor. Yeah. 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 And Dan was there a lot of the time. Yeah, I met him. Yeah, we met him. And then he was there like kind of directing with Ken a lot. Sure. The last couple episodes. So it was kind of fun. That's awesome. Very fun. Yes. Yes. And then what about, you know, usually as far as behind the scenes uh, memories? Um, Like behind the scenes for me. um, For you. Mm -hmm. I thought it was just, it's just so interesting to watch because you don't know really what the end product is going to be. And like, there's so many, so many people in so many stages of like their lives. So like, there's like five Jack Damons, there's like five Rebecca's, you know, there's like five (laughs) Sterling's and there's like, you know, there's so many of, you know, all the characters that it's just like, oh my gosh, you think that there's like a cast of characters and then there's like multiply it times five. Right, or six and right. then add in the guest stars and the other people you know like ron cephas jones is amazing and right. you know all these other people and the um the doctor i forget his name but the one who was the bartender on the train dr k yeah he was great and um you know just and even like um um is it miguel miguel's characters yeah john yeah, Rodas. yeah he's great mm. he um we didn't really see him wasn't really taping in our area uh, our yeah our time area but um you know from everything i've heard from the people on the set and stuff he's really funny and really like nice and he does like he like does like all these different activities like he's like i built my own house and like i you know went kayaking yesterday and like all this stuff (laughs) like he's supposed to be really neat but we never got to meet him that's the only one that we didn't get to meet yeah, jack of all trades yeah oh, nice. yeah yeah was there another question that you wanted to ask yeah i guess just now that it's done like has it really hit you tanner like the the impact that this show has had globally and that you get to be a part of that yeah i mean i think it's i mean i had a small part but i think it was really important for my life and a lot of other people's lives, I think they really destroyed, um, the, um, wrote it good, um, especially because you need a blind person. I mean, I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's another incredible thing about the show is that no matter who you are, where you are, what stage of life you're in. Exactly. There's, yeah, there's like now in many ways a character or a situation or something that you can relate to from this yeah. show so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm i'm yeah like i appreciate those TV words show, but it's staged it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. the closest to a reality show that you can represent <laughs> so many different people yeah i think that's part of why it's resonated so incredibly well yeah and so yeah. then when you mentioned that it you know it's kind of touched your life and impacted your life i'm curious you know how how so well yeah i mean i think it's just really good for my like college applications and like I can <laughs> pay for um college. I love that I yeah love that. <laughs> yes the future in mind I yeah. can you know I can start a life of my own soon you yeah. know yeah that's incredible. as a high school teacher I'm so I'm so happy that you're thinking about how this is going to look on your applications I love that 
Yeah, that's yes. Very, very mature of you. And then, you know, I got to see a little bit of some of the pictures of when you were hanging out with Blake, um, the older version of you. You know, I'm curious if there's lessons or tips that you picked up from him. Mm, I don't really think so. I mean, just a really down to earth guy is super nice. Yeah. Yeah. Just being with him because he, I, from what I understand has been kind of a part of Broadway and he's done, you know, quite a bit in acting. And so I'm, you know, yeah. that makes me mm-hmm. go ahead. No, I was agreeing with you. Okay. I mean, he has his wife, his wife, I think is like a Broadway star or something as well. Okay. His wife, cool. yeah. She's also an actress. Very cool. So it, it sounds like all in the family. Yes. And so then for, you know, for you, Tanner, I'm curious is, you know, is acting something that you've, you've kind of been bitten by the bug now that you've done it this time? Um, <laughs> do you see, honestly, do you see yourself doing more? I think it was really fun, but I'm more want to pursue my music career more mm-hmm. than anything. Mm-hmm. My goal someday awesome. is to be a drummer in a band. That's incredible. That's incredible. It sounds like you're well on your way. And so then how do you, um, you know, kind of practice that or what opportunities do you have now to, to build that? Yeah, I have an electric uh, drum set, actually. Electric drum set? Yeah. Awesome. And then and I, is your school, yeah. your school has some programs as well? Yeah, we, I'm in a band. I'm in a uh, CSB band at my school. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And then what about for you, Julie, you know, um, now that you've kind of seen some of the, you know, behind the scenes and inner workings, you know, what, uh, you know, what, what do you think and feel about, you know, the, the whole acting, you know, as a, as a realm? Um, um, so I was the only mom of like the kids that wasn't on their phone or computer trying to book other jobs for their kids um, for actors wrapped. So I was the only non-stage mom there and I was just so bored. And I was like, this is like seriously the worst ever. Like you have to just like follow your kid around who's like being doted on and going to school and everything. And you're just like this little like bug, like fly in the background. On the wall. People are like, mom, come on, mom, mom, can you get Tanner? Mom, Tanner needs lunch, mom. You know, and it was just like, (laughs) I was like, okay, mom, you're taking 10% of this one. I mean, it it really is not glamorous or not Mm. very exciting. It was just more like a lot of work because they all have to do three hours of school on the set a day when there's school. So they have, you know, set teachers and everything. And, and I know you'll like this <laughs> as well, Quam, but they have a lot of schooling to do. So it's like more balanced and, and, and more well-rounded than you would think. They're not just like a bunch of st- child stars sitting around. Like they all mm-hmm. have like so much school. They all have since that um, COVID hit, you know, it, it was able, everyone was able to just distance learn too. So like everyone had their Google classrooms and their assignments mm-hmm. and we're all working on different things, no matter what age they were. And it was just like crazy. So it's really, it's important that they do have school as well, because obviously it's a law, but just for them to learn too, that it, it's just not all about acting. I mean, it's great, but there's other things in life. Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we loved, I mean, we loved it, but it was just a lot of like Tanner needs to be here and then he needs to be there and then we need to hurry up and go and you know and hurry then we hurry up and wait a lot too because like we would just be ready <laughs> to go and then like there would be changes and stuff so it's just a lot of kind of just sitting around and you know waiting there's a lot of people to schedule so these last two episodes were different than the first couple that we were down for 
as well. Sure. Yeah. Thank you for, you know, reminding us of, you know, we all can, I think sometimes can get a very glamorized, you know, image in our mind if we're not there Mm -hmm. of what it it all is like to be involved in creating this. And I think I just have even more gratitude, you know, the more I hear and learn about all that it takes to put this all together for, for, you know, you know, characters, actors like yourself and, and then the moms, you know, the kids, because there were a lot of kids involved in this show. Yeah. So it was quite, quite the feat. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious, Quan, if you as a teacher have, have a question since Julie brought up the whole education piece. Yeah. No, I mean, it just seems very interesting because you guys kind of came to it a little bit, sounds like more organically than someone who's, kid is kind of in the business and routinely pursuing that. Um, yeah, it was a very much a lucky thing and like a, a we didn't pursue it. It was came to us. So it was a totally mm-hmm. fluky thing mm-hmm. that doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was like the who discovered him, you know, type of thing. So it was like that kind of happened at his school. So again, and like I got an email from one of his teachers, his orientation mobility teacher asking, can I send Tanner's picture in to This Is Us? And I honestly, we didn't even have a TV at the time when the show was on back in 2016 or 15 or whatever, 2016, I think. We didn't even have a TV. So like, I wasn't even watching the show and I'm like, okay, whatever. This is us. You know, I'm like, sure. <laughs> sure, you know? why not? And, and you know, and it not to, not to, you know, any disrespect or anything but I just didn't watch I didn't have a tv I was going through a divorce and we just didn't have one and Tanner doesn't really watch tv so he does now but more or less back then wasn't the big Mm -hmm. thing so Mm -hmm. yeah and so that just happened really yeah exactly really you know presented to us and so but yeah I guess it's so it was a totally different thing so we were more like you know, I wasn't looking for other jobs for him on, you know, like what's he gonna, is, is he gonna audition for a commercial tonight after he gets home and we're back at the hotel. So it wasn't like that at all. It was like, okay, but if you finish this out, you know, let's not go home. Cause he was pretty miserable the first week because oh, being away yeah. from home is not fun. And so I said, if you finish this out, you know, we don't ever have to do it again. I'm like, just, I, I totally commend you for like doing it and like sticking it out. Cause we were there for three weeks. So it yeah. wasn't very you know, fun like, in a different place and yeah, without a car and stuff. And like, and it, and it, you know, again, it's just a learning experience, but living out of a hotel for three weeks can be kind of brutal <laughs> when you're used to having the kitchen and stuff. And so, yeah, yeah. yeah, just the little things like that. It sounds, it sounds kind of like petty, but it just for, you know, a kid who's used to a routine and everything. And it was more like, you know, I had to promise him, okay, I'll let you do whatever you want to your hair when it's over. I'll let you, you never have to do it again. So it was more like a, so different than a I, child actor who's chasing I, I shaved, I bust my head and I dyed it blue. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we appreciate all that you did because I, I loved the special you know, role that you got to play in this story. And you'll always have these memories. You'll always have you know, this experience and maybe, and I imagine as you come back to it, you know, and maybe even as an adult that you'll get, get and glean even more from it because there's so many layers to the show. And that's one of the things that I, I absolutely love is that you can come back again and again and see something different or take something new from it. Yep. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. Good. Any other things that you wanted to share Tanner that you didn't get to as we're wrapping up on, on your interview? Um, no, I think that's all I have to say. Okay. I just well, want to say thank you for having me. 
Sure, sure. And I, I'm curious too, what you would say to, you know, another child, you know, who maybe also, you know, is visually impaired or maybe hard of hearing, or maybe, you know, has a different, you know, different set of abilities and what you would say if, you know, something like this falls into their lap or if they maybe want this as a dream of theirs, how would you encourage them? I would say to pursue your dreams, do what you want in life because no one's going to stop you. <laughs> Those are incredibly powerful words. Thank, Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. Because yeah. yeah. if you put your mind to something, you do it. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of dedication and focus motivates you to do the hard work and to go through exactly. some of the harder times, right? Because it's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be glamorous and pretty. But if it's something that you really want, that'll that'll motivate yeah. you and push you through to to the end. Exactly. I love it. I love it. Great. Thank you so much, Tanner. I really appreciate yeah. you. And I and we're gonna have a chance to continue this conversation with the moms. And Tanner will be well, will be around. So if he has more that he wants to say later, he can. <laughs> but I'm excited to to keep this conversation going. So thank you yeah. very much. We'll thank you right so much for after. having me. You're welcome. We'll be right back after this. Thank you. Hello and welcome back to Moms Changing the World. We are right in the middle of an incredible interview celebrating the conclusion. It's hard to even say of This Is Us, the NBC hit show that we, many of us have been with and grown with for the past six years. And I'm excited that we're, we got to talk with Tanner Long, who played the teen version of Young Jack and got to hear some of the behind the scenes of his experience acting in and watching the, the show. And then, yeah, we're going to continue on with the moms, uh, Julie Long, his mother, and then Kwana, who is joining us from Her Real Review, a YouTube-based podcast that recaps the show. And I definitely encourage you to go back and check her out as she's got some great analysis of, of all the characters and all the uh, the episodes. So thank you, ladies, for joining me again. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, why don't we dive in, you know, really with maybe the end first. So I guess, yeah, overall impressions of you know, the, the last couple episodes, I think even, you know, from Miguel to the family meeting to the train, and then finally us. Either of you can jump in. <laughs> I was going to say, I guess my overall impression of just, you know, the last few episodes and wrapping up this season, I appreciate the commitment of like the writers and the creators to you know, try to answer all of the major questions that they felt like audiences and fans wanted to know and and trying to address some of the things that I think fans have been asking for, you know, like that Miguel episode. Mm, fans have been yeah. asking about Miguel's backstory for quite some time. Yeah. Um, they, you know, I think everyone has kind of talked about the fact that the show's always kind of said they were going to do six seasons. And so having to work with that time frame, there's some things that maybe they couldn't do. So I really appreciate the commitment of trying to make sure that they, they address the things that were probably most, first and foremost on fans' minds. 
Yeah. 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 You could definitely get the sense that they wanted to, to do this well, like just as they've done everything else leading up to it, they really wanted to wrap up and, you know, really have a satisfying conclusion to many of the storylines that they've built and the arcs that they've designed, you know, for all the characters and for the, the family as a whole. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we can start with the train episode. I just, I just thought it was like the, really the emotion, emotional finale, the emotional culmination of Rebecca's incredible journey. And, you know, I think we're, you know, I often have that motherhood parenting lens on as I see and experience things. And so I, uh, as soon as I heard the title, the train Uh was was the episode title. I immediately like imagined that Rebecca would be transitioning on a train and she had talked about the train. She talked about a caboose, you know, going on the train with her dad. And so I (laughs) thought it would be just a beautiful way for her to experience and kind of recap and summarize her life in the, in in this, you know, time of transition. And that's exactly what it was. So, so beautiful of of an experience. It's funny because when Tanner was getting his fitting for both, actually both episodes, you go, basically when you get down to LA or when you, you know, arrive on the set, you have a fitting, which is like the first, obviously COVID testing is first, but then the fitting. And then as soon as he had his fitting, we were just kind of sitting in there and there, you know, he's trying on different outfits to see what fit and everything for the show. And Mandy Moore came rushing in with like her hair wet and she's all cute and just like natural and everything. And she was singing this song and she's like singing about a caboose in a train. And I kind of mm. didn't really get it. And, you know, at first and, and like Tanner's like, mom, did you hear her? She's singing like, come on caboose and stuff. And she was like, like kind of just singing this cute little thing about a caboose. And now I understand why she was thinking that <laughs> our first day when we were there, because it all makes sense now. Cause it, you know, I didn't know we didn't get, we get this, you get the scripts the night before usually in the call mm-hmm. sheet. So mm-hmm. it's more like a, I mean, they might with longer dialogues, they might get them long, you know, before yeah, that sure. But when Tanner, you know, the kids, we would just get them like the night before and it would tell you what time to be there and what, you know, who was shooting and what scene and all the names and everywhere to go. And just a huge detailed document. And I saw it on there and I saw the train and I was just kind of like, what is, what is so special about this train? <laughs> Cause you know, it was in another building and we shot in another building right next door. Yeah. Cause Tanner wasn't on the train part, but he was in the, in the Kevin's house, you know, her house. The so. future scene. Yeah. yeah. yeah the yeah. Fu- So yeah, that's interesting too. So that scene where she dies is supposed to be 2033. And then the scene where I think Jack Damon becomes famous is 2045 mm. is what they said something like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. so it's interesting kind of confirmed wow. those timelines for us mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I did not guess what this episode was going to be like in its entirety I mean of course I think we all knew you know it was going to focus on Rebecca's passing and transitioning but I kind of went back to and I can't remember exactly what episode it is, but it's the episode where she can't remember the word caboose. Yeah. And we it was see the like opener for this yeah, season, I think. Right. I think so. And all those scenes are very hazy because it's very hazy in her memory. We see her very briefly on the train mm. with her father. And then of course she's struggling to remember the word caboose. I kind of thought we were going to get more of a memory of 
a, like more of a clear memory of those train rides or maybe like a very particular train ride with her father. Mm-hmm. So when they were saying train, I was like, oh, okay, because the caboose thing, we're going to see mm-hmm. her on the train with her dad mm-hmm. in kind of a flashback. Which she did. Which, mm-hmm. yeah, which she did get like a snippet. You know, you got snippets of it, but it was more about like in her mind, her yeah. traveling to the hereafter. And just the conceptualization of that, right? It was just so beautiful. The way everything looked. Everything from like the costuming, the outfit that they chose from her for her. I was like, oh my gosh, get it, Mandy Moore. Like <laughs> I know, but she looked so pretty and all of, you know so when she looked pretty. confused or when she was having the drink at the bar and she was hearing, you know, Randall's father speak the poem and everything. I mean, she just looked so cute and so yes. confused, but pretty and happy and you know, just I loved I just I thought her acting was so great in that episode. Yeah. I felt mm. like the the dress was such a, a beautiful callback to like almost like old Hollywood, like yes, um, yes. The evening gown that you would expect. I think her character is supposed to have been born in like 53. Um, yeah. Not somewhere around there. And mm. so it kind of made me think of that. But you know what it made me think of? And I never mentioned this on my podcast. It made me think of the dress that she wore in A Walk to Remember. Oh, oh my um, God. In, in the play scene, just the red version of that it oh, kind of echoed funny. that a little bit. And I was like watching it again the second time. I was like, oh my gosh, this is taking me back to like my first yeah. really like seeing Mandy Moore. She'd been in like small things here and there, but that was like really kind of like her first movie that she was yes. really showing her ap- acting chops. And yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, this is taking me back. I feel not only am I like, having nostalgia for the show, but also for these actors who we've maybe followed some of their careers for decades now. So it's like amazing to have that. Yeah. Yeah. I have to admit, I haven't seen A Walk to Remember, but I've heard so much about it. And it looks like I think I have to to watch A Walk (laughs) to Remember. It is good. If you enjoy the the cathartic crying that comes along with This Is Us, you have to watch The Walk to Remember. (laughs) All right. It's going to be high on my list of of movies to get back to. Yeah. Yeah. So I think. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. And so I think what they beautifully captured is this in-between where she's, you know, lying in the bed with her children coming, you know, at least the two kids that are there, but all of her family is coming in and out. But then she's also just in her own world, right? In her yeah. thoughts. And with Alzheimer's, you know, there's, there was so much we saw in her decline and her, you know, yeah. she even says, I, I don't know what the, I, I don't want to forget the small things. And I uh-huh. don't know what my last memory is going to be. And so in some ways we got to enter that space with her. And I thought it was just brilliant how they had the sounds, they used the sound speaker to represent what she was hearing of the. And like little Beth talking to her and then, you know, older Beth. And I love that. That was like seeing Beth and she on the train was my favorite, like probably one of my favorite scenes in the whole episode. Yeah. And from the motherhood lens, I love what she said, what Beth said about just thanking her, you know, yeah. mother-in-law for... That, I think I started, like, bawling then. <laughs> when, like, the water, water broke for me. I was just like, oh, when she said, th- When she said, thank you, mama, yes. that got me because yeah. there have been moments where I think, you know, her and Rebecca have always been friendly with each other. And, right. But... 
there have also been moments where I think there's a little bit of that natural contention that happens when you have um, a mother-in-law relationship, especially for when you're the daughter-in-law to you know a, a boy mom because they're so close. And there were moments where they actually did show that on the show. And so for her to call her mama, you know, yeah. that broke me. That was like the yeah. first big yeah. cry of the night. Me too. Oh, yeah. Me too. <laughs> I know. She's yeah. like, I, we got this. I got this. Or I can yeah. take him the rest yeah. of the way. I, so, totally. Yeah. Totally. And, that, yeah, and that's what I call my mother-in-law. And so it was very like, oh, it's that that moment, you know, it's just uh-huh. like, what a, you know, what a gift to be able to see that and see how they acted and portrayed it. And I think those were some of the moments that she was saying goodbye or she was giving, they were giving her permission, right? Yeah. They were saying, it's okay to go because I yeah. got, you know, I got your son or later on, it's, it's okay to go because we're good. You made us good, you know? Yeah. I'm telling you, this is a hospice thing is really looking much better than being in the hospital when it comes oh, to- Oh yeah. Being like hospice at home. Yeah. When yeah. it comes to when you get a little bit older, you know, I think that's, it seems like that's such a more organic kind of way to- to transition, I think, because yeah. I've seen a lot in the hospitals and like with grandparents and stuff. And it's just such mm. a abrupt, brutal kind of like coming to a, you know, stage. And it's just more, I think it just seems more natural when you are at home to have that. kind. Mm. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I, yeah. Who knows what's going to happen when it comes time. Sure, know, sure. I just like, I loved how she squeezed Randall's hand. Uh, Manny mm. squeezed Randall's hand at the, yeah. Sterling's hand at the very, very end. And yeah. Um, yeah, and I just, that was great. I love that part. Yeah. yeah. The train was also just such a great time capsule for mm-hmm. the show. It's such a great vehicle oh, yeah. to mm-hmm. kind of showcase all the nostalgia moments for the character of Rebecca, but also for the fans. Like, I think mm-hmm. when she's in the first card and everyone, there's the, the reveal of William. Like I literally was on my couch and I squealed a little bit because I was so excited <laughs> to see Ron Cephas Jones. I'm such a big fan of his. Oh yeah, he's um, great. He's so great. And I kind of squealed a little bit. And then of course, like when you see, when it flashed to the young, the actress who played the younger version of Rebecca, like when it flashed to her, because that's the first memory that she had of Rebecca essentially was that yeah. actress playing her. I was like, oh, this is so beautiful. Like she's seeing them as they are, but she's also seeing them as when they're her babies or her kids. Um, and then when she walks into the bar car with Dr. K and you get that, that scene where you can see all the little, like, yeah, um, the little, the little, little toes. Toes. Yeah, the mugs and the TV and all of the oh, different oh, things that, from the yes. year. That's I was right. just like, that is so, oh, the, I was like everything just, I was Kind of, I, I was watching it on streaming, so I could mm. the first time. So of course I couldn't pause it. Now we can go back and like watch it on Hulu to kind of pause and like investigate yeah. the background and see. <laughs> That's like, good. Oh, That's, I remember yeah. this episode, and I remember this, and that was just such a beautiful way to capture. Um, I think with a lot of shows, they don't get a chance to. Um, you just get montages of yeah. what hap- what's come before, and yeah, this was a beautiful yeah. way for us to kind of go through those memories more in our mind instead of just inundated with only the flashbacks. You know? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I think t- time capsule is a beautiful way to, to summarize that because you're right. Like we got a, the visual and the emotional kind of, you know, circling encapsulation, right. Of yeah. all that we've been experiencing over these years. And yes, I, you know, when I had kind of imagined what would happen, 
I thought that Miguel might be walking her through the train or Jack even. But like you, I was like, oh, William is perfect. Because yeah. I think, you know, the the redemption arc, you know, that he symbolizes as far as, you know, this all started, you know, day one of the episode with Randall, you know, con- you know, yeah. showing up at the door of, of William. And then we come to find, you know, that Rebecca held that as a secret. And so I, I, I think to, for him to be the one to guide her was making peace with that. Yeah. Um, that aspect of her, her motherhood journey. Yeah. yeah. The full circle of all of it. It was really symbolic. <laughs> it was also the first death that we experienced on the show in that way. And so I think that also hit home because, yeah, I think that was one of the first episodes where I lost it, lost it. <laughs> it was, was Memphis, right? That Memphis so, episode. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Still, still, still in my top five of the episodes. And I think the train might, I think it might just be my, my number one. Uh, of all, you know, for this whole season, this whole series, I should say. And so yeah. to see to see him and to kind of get taken back to the beginning where this all started and same thing with Dr. K, right? The one who not only helped, you know, deliver the babies, but we kind of get to see them have this conversation about like what it meant to save, help save her life and what could have been if she hadn't fought and pulled through from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And Dr. K's kind of always been there for her. I mean, we got that within the train episode. Was it the train episode or the family? Re- I'm everything's blurry now. Blurry, but we yeah. got the the flashbacks to when her, when she and and Jack were trading off, like not being able to sleep. Well, we, we, really, it was her. Jack was sleeping just fine, and then this was <laughs> Jack, 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 just like a dad. Yeah, <laughs> um, mom, mom never get to sleep. But um, and then when baby um Kate fell and hit her head and she called Dr. K because, you know, she's like, I know you were only the the triplets, you know, you were only my obstetrician the one time, but I feel like I can trust you. And then you recall, he was there when, when Jack yeah. died at the funeral. So he's always been kind of there in the background, giving Rebecca really good advice and being that fatherly figure mm-hmm. for her. So it was really nice to see him kind of take on that role again. You know, Absolutely. Absolutely. And I also love that throughout this train, she's kind of making peace with what she needed to make peace with before she could let go. You know, of course, we view she beautifully was like, I'm waiting for someone. And so there's this kind of tension about, you know, what we, you know, see Kate, will Kate get there in time? But as she's doing this, you know, I think one of the things I'm going to take away from this whole series is what she said to Dr. K as far as, you know, I made so many mistakes. You know, as a mom, I I made so many mistakes and I loved that he said, well, you know, guess what? You know, nobody gets to the end and says, I did everything perfect. (laughs) And so for me, that was so healing because I think as a mom, I can want to be perfect or I think I have to be perfect. And I, you know, I, I am, you know, you know, challenge myself and can be very hard on myself if I feel like it didn't go the way that I thought it should go the first time. And yet I think the, this show kind of gave us permission to make mistakes because we're going to, Yeah, <laughs> but it's how we learn from it and how we fight through it, which I think he, he kind of praised her for is that, you know, she's a fighter and she, she held that family together even when Jack passed on. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good lesson. You can't really sit in the mistakes and live there. Yeah. Um, and especially when you think about like Rebecca and Kate's relationship. Yeah. Um, was was so, so full of contention throughout the years. 
And then to see them kind of come to this really sweet place where yeah. um, they lean on each other and where she's able to entrust Kate to making the decision, her end of life decisions. Yeah. You know, I think hopefully that gives hope to people who have really strained relationships with their, with their parents or with their kids, that it's not too late to fix them, to work on them uh-huh. now, you know, right. before, before the end comes. That's very true. Yeah. Very yeah. true. And then as they near the end, yes, I, I loved seeing all the versions of the kids and getting to see them all together was, I, you know, yeah. I figured she would see them. And, you know, the, the episode a few times ago, a few episodes before was, you know, I think every version of you or every version of Randall or something to that effect. And I think that they kind of pulled on that so beautifully by having like all the versions of the, the boys there in that same room interacting with each other. And then to have, I missed it the first time, but the second time I saw, you know, adult Randall with the little kid Randall on his back doing the push-ups from that episode. That was another time (laughs) that I like lost it. That's so cute. Yeah. Because yeah, again, calling back the emotional pulls that the show has delivered every step of the way. Yeah. That was really the show's first, like really viral moment was that, that push when that push-up scene went. And they played the clip on YouTube. It was like you couldn't escape it. And of course, I know, you know, YouTube is an algorithm. So if you watch <laughs> the show, you're talking about the show, you're going to see it. But right. um, I remember like it was playing on like commercials, like you missed. And that was like part of that. Mm-hmm. You missed last week's episode of This Is That. Mm-hmm. Or to advertise the show, they would play portions of that clip. Yeah. Um, so to see that echo back, you know, I, I can go really big brain with it for a second and say that. In one way, it kind of shows not just the impact that that had on Rebecca seeing her husband be willing to do that, to step up in that way, seeing Randall have, but it's almost like showing that Randall's now got himself, like his parents, you know, goes back to the end of this episode where, where Kevin talks about, they don't have any parents anymore. Um, And, and Kate's like, yes, we do. All those lessons are within them and right, they have themselves now. Their parents are still yeah. in them because they have all of those beautiful memories. And so that was kind of, you know, big brain moment, but kind of really sweet to see him oh. have himself. Like he's right. pushing up, he's pushing himself up, you know. Mm, that's so beautiful. And then I think from from there they go to I think Miguel might be one of the next things. And I don't know if you caught it, but the the snow globe that she picks up, you know, at first I thought it was, oh, yeah, in the snow, he, he that's when they were outside in the snow or, you know, he was, he fell and the hip was right broken. Back. Like, yeah, that I, it was like, oh, this, that snow kind of connects to that. But then I think some, one of the other people who watches the show or somewhere I saw that they said that the scene inside the snow globe was actually where, when the mother had passed away, Jack's mother passed away, when they're sitting at the end of the episode. I have to go back and, you know, double check, but I think it's them sitting on that log with the ice skating, the little kids ice skating in there. Oh. Wow. That's, yeah, that's very, very symbolic. Yes. <laughs> now I'm going to go back and watch it again for like a third or fourth time. Oh, yeah. I know. I'm going to try some more. <laughs> Cross-reference. Yeah. We need a couple TVs up going at the same time. I think time. so. I think so. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I do appreciate that, you know, when she came to the, the right before the caboose and, you know, finally Kate gets there. It's this beautiful, you know, kind of acknowledgement, you know, this is sad. Right. And I think she was not only speaking about, you know, her life to William, but as the show, like, 
this is all really sad. Um, sad. He he perfectly just summed it up. Yeah, it's true, but it must have been pretty wonderful when it was happening. Yeah, it was. Okay. So I was just saying that, yeah, William responded perfectly, that while it was happening, it must have been pretty wonderful. Really, really love that. Yeah. And then, of course, at the very end, when Jack is there, and she's kind of surprised, she lays, turns over and sees him, and he's like, hey. Yeah. She's like, hey, that's cute. Oh, my goodness. I thought that was perfection. Like, I loved how she sits on the bed, and you can just watch her eyes close and open. And then, you know, when I thought she opened the door, I thought he would be there. But it was, like, more perfect that she kind of had that moment, lay down, and then he was there. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness. The detail that they've put into these shows is like nothing else I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> and they've got amazing writers and their attention to detail, you're right, is really, really good. All right. Quana, was there a question you wanted to jump in with at this point? I guess now that we've talked about the train, you know, just kind of hitting on that last episode, now that we've seen the finale, what Messages or takeaways from the show will stick with you the most. I'm curious what you are going to take away. Probably to pay attention to a lot of the little things and not don't don't sweat don't sweat things as much. I mean, because everyone's going to make mistakes and everyone's going to have a hard time. And to take sometimes takes others a little bit longer to catch up to you know where you're feeling and where you're at, but. I think with just patience and love, you know, even love the people like the divorced dad who, you know, is no longer in the scene really with the in-laws or anything, just having like Toby there and, you know, everything was just, it just showed like that people can get along no matter what, if you try, you know, if you can give a little bit and stuff, like you can have your differences, but you can still be, I don't know, kind of just nice, I think. Yeah, like find your peace, find your yeah, forgiveness, like, find your you way. Know, mm-hmm. It takes more energy to be mad and negative than it does just to let it go sometimes. Yeah. You know, it sounds so cliche, but I don't know. I just, we spend so much of our time, like, you know, worrying about a lot of these like details in life and trying to be perfect that, you know, we forget like the lessons we're trying to teach or the, you know, the people that we're with, you know, you don't want to put the expectations up so high that people don't have fun. I think I don't know how to explain it, but just, I know with my son, it's hard because, you know, I'm always trying to compare him to other people and that's so wrong. I mean, that's just not fair and stuff. Everyone grows differently, but I've, you know, seen as he's my only son, it's just, it's very natural for me to, you know, want to have a gouge of like how he's doing with everything else. And it's just, it's not a really a, a fair measure, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think the beauty of, of this show is that each child had their arc, right? Each character had their thing. They had, each one had their struggles and we all do, right? We, in our journey in life, we all have our struggles and we, it's, I love just looking at how, you know, what happens to us as a child impacts us as an adult and how we have to make peace with it, right? Like we have to find a way. And I think the show did a beautiful job of challenging us to 
to find a way to make peace with the things that hold us back so that we can really reach our full potential and really soar. And we saw that, you know, with, with Randall, that even despite all the anxiety and the pressure, you know, he put on himself and he took on with the family, especially after Jack died. You know, he was able to, the family was able to support him. He was able to make peace with his brother. And he's, you know, going to be running for president. You know, so even with our challenges, even with the setbacks, you know, especially if we have people in our lives like, you know, the Rebecca's and the Miguel's who help pull things together. I think part of the, the beauty of seeing everybody there at the end was that, you know, that room, those rooms were full of people that Rebecca brought together. They were there because of Rebecca and Jack mm-hmm. as well. And so I, you know, as a mother, I think about and learn from this show, you know, that when we can, can lead with love, when we can nurture the best of and see the best in our children, right, or see the best in the people around us, even when nobody else can, and especially when they can't see it, I think that's part of our job as, as mothers is, and teachers and, you know, educators, all of it, I think, is to see the best in people that they sometimes are struggling to see for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, two things for me that this show just really reinforces is one that no one can define family for you. Mm-hmm. You know, all families are different. And the show showed us that the beauty of, of the family that you're born into, but also the family that you create. Yeah. And I think that's why, you know, I know some people didn't love, love the, the emphasis on Randall and the, in the final episode, but I think who you mentioned earlier, like the show starts with, with Randall, essentially. I mean, yes, it starts with all three of them and, and really, all, you know, Jack and the big three, it starts with them and their birthday. But a, a big part of that, what made them family was the minute that they decided to adopt Randall because that forever defined their family and their journey. And then we got to see the family evolve. And so, you know, they're at the end of her life. You still had Madison there with Elijah and you had Toby there to support Kate. You had, you know, these exes that weren't, no, were no longer legally joined with these people, but they were still there because they exactly Rebecca family. And so that was such a, a beautiful thing. And then to see Randall's first grandchild from his adopted daughter, and she's Mm -hmm. going to go on and name that baby William, like, and, and even William being the one who con- conducts Rebecca along her journey in the train, we mentioned this, but you know, the fact that she wouldn't have her family if William hadn't made that decision to take Randall and leave him at the fire station, which given what happened with, you know, his birth mother was likely, you know, the best thing for him in that moment because yeah, yeah. It was a dangerous situation that they found themselves and he didn't know, you know, what happened with his mother. And so that was a great episode. episode that that was a great episode when we really see that all uncovered. And so yeah. I just think for me, my family doesn't look like a traditional family, the family that I grew up in. And so that the show kind of brought out so many emotions as I watched for the six years. I could relate to Randall's journey in so many different ways. And I think that's one of the things that I will forever take away from this show. And then, you know, just from Rebecca, because the show does center around Rebecca and around her role as the mom and being kind of the nucleus of the family. 
as much as there might have been some things that I wish we had gotten to see in the last episode, I must admit that having watched it again, it is beautiful that the memory that she goes back to that becomes her heaven is that lazy, that lazy Saturday, you know, it's not the trip that they took to Disney. I mean, we don't know if they went to Disney, but you know, it's not (laughs) all of those things, right? It's not the big moments. It's, just this lazy day with her kids where they just got to enjoy one another. And sometimes I know I don't do as good of a job with that, of just like resting. I try to make, we just had a birthday party for my, my <laughs> seven-year-old and it was, it was a great day, but it was a lot. It was very overwhelming. And so yeah. I really appreciate those lazy moments. I think my husband's like, Oh, we gotta go do something. I'm like, no, listen, like sometimes you can just sit here and talk <laughs> to each other and, Get to know each other and find out more about each other than just always going and doing. So those are like two things that I think I'll forever take away from this show. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I, I loved how Dr. K kind of summed it up with, you know, what a, what a messy, you know, incredible, spectacular life, you know, you made of it, you know. Yeah, and just, was yeah just, that was a great, that was a great line. And you said you earned your rest. So speaking of, you know, that kind of final rest, I think it's, a beautiful, you know, sentiment that, you know, in all, in, in the end, you know, that's, that's what we are all striving for, right? That ultimate rest. And so if we can make peace, you right along the way and enjoy the simple times, enjoy the simple things, slow down uh-huh. and have just the simplicity of life with those we love, you know, at the end of the day, that's, that's all we, all we all want. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So any final, you know, closing words as we wrap up? I know we could probably talk about this all day. I know I could. <laughs> and I'm I cried. To up. <laughs> if, if there's anyone listening to this who hasn't watched the episode, just be prepared mm-hmm. if you make the decision to do so <laughs> to cry. I cried about four times at least. But the beauty of the show is that they find a way to merge the tears and the laughter. So almost every mm-hmm. time that I was crying, Within a minute of crying, I was laughing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And isn't that what life is, right? I yes. you know that, that balance, right? That mix of the joy and the laughter and the pain and the struggle. But that it, you know, we 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 need it all, right? To, yes. The richness of life yeah. is full of it all. It yeah. hits all those emotions. <laughs> yeah. Good. Anything else, Julia, as a final word about what you'll take with you? I think you guys have said everything. I um I definitely think that, you know, to savor this, this, the small things and the, the moments you have with your, your family, even just sitting around, like Kwana said, like, and laughing and just trying to, you know, like make, not making fun of someone, but just joking around and teasing. And sometimes you can have the most fun just sitting, sitting and talking. And we just don't, we're always doing stuff. It just seems like there's always things to do and there's always events to go to or, you know, everyone has something. So it's just, it is nice to be able to sit around and just sort of reminisce and, you know, do nothing like that lazy Saturday afternoon. Yeah. It was a great, great, great way to, to sum it up. Yeah, exactly. And the shaving scene, I thought the shaving scene was really cute. That's one more thing I wanted to say. It's really cute when they were shaving the two boys. Yeah. Yeah, The little lessons that we learn in those simple times. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. They stay with us. Yeah, I definitely felt Rebecca's expression when she walked in on that scene. 
And she was like, oh my gosh, what is happening? Look at these faces. And I'm just like, that's me. I'm that mom. I'm like gushing all the mom, stop. I know. I know. Good. Well, I wish each of you an incredible lazy, you know, Saturday or Sunday ahead, whatever, whatever you're listening to this and hug your babies tight. (laughs) Yes. Thank you all so much. Thanks for listening to Moms Changing the World with host Akua Walker. The information shared on this show is meant for educational purposes only and not intended as a substitute for medical intervention or professional therapy. All views shared on the show are that of the speakers only and do not represent any institution. To be a part of the community, visit www.momschangingtheworld.org. There you'll find ways to connect with and support the moms we interview and find out how to work with Akua as a parenting coach. Join us next time for more encouragement and support to be a mom changing the world, one child at a time, one day at a time. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks for listening.